you have a Bible, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 17. And then if you're taking notes, I've got some supporting scripture that um, I'm going to go through as well, but that won't be on the screen. But um, the first scripture that we're going to also look at is Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. And then Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 2. And then Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. And then in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10. And so if I give you all those scriptures, there's five of them, so that's at least 10 minutes on each scripture. So that'll be about a 50-minute talk here, and so then we'll get out probably right about 1215. I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Whenever we start the new year, people begin talking about ideas and goals and resolutions, and these, these resolutions that we talk about, we talk about how we're going to, we plan to do something, um, we're going to stop doing something, or we're going to accomplish something so big in, in the new year. And for me, I use one word, and I started using uh, one word two years ago is what I started doing. This is going to be my third year to use one word. And so maybe for you, you, you know how to keep resolutions and you know how to keep goals. But one word allows me to focus on this one word, but apply it to my life spiritually, physically, and mentally. And this is an idea that I, it's not my idea. I took it from a book written by John Gordon. And the book is called One Word That Will Change My Life. And so I went on to his Twitter account and found one-word examples that if you're going, well, what is he talking about one word? And so one word, these one-word examples are love, obedient, generous, willing, new, peace, promise, hope, transcend, drive, grow, purposeful, joy, trust. And so here's the problem that I see with New Year's resolutions. Most people, and I'm included in that, most people say they're going to do this, and they begin on January 1, and for one week they'll do everything. And then after that week, they stop. And they might do it again, and then they stop. And I'm an example of that. Going to the fitness center on January 1, you see all kinds of people in there. All the machines are taken up. Everything is crowded. You can't get in there. But if you wait about 10 days, that place clears out and you have the whole facility to yourself. Because people start to drop these resolutions and they, these goals that they have. And so the reason that I pick one word is you can apply that one word to your entire life. So the first word in the first year that I used um, this one word um, example was the word was serve. And so what I would do is I would try to serve everybody that I came in contact with. And I would try to serve myself, but I, was, I would try to serve my family, my friends, anybody in the church, I would try to serve. And that was the first word that I used. And then last year, my word that I picked in January was win. And 2020 was win. Now imagine the word win in 2020. Yeah, we have a lot of defeats, right? But what I did was January to February was good. I was winning at everything, and then all of a sudden March comes around, and we feel like we're not winning, that we're getting beat, that we're losing. And so I had to figure out and find ways to win 
throughout my day. If it was something that I did or something that I came in contact with another person, I was going to help them win at something. And so that's what I was focusing on was winning each day for myself or for somebody around me. And so, so whatever you do, if you use goals, if you use resolutions, or if you decide to use this one word um, example that I'm talking about, they're all going to make us a better person. We're going to become a healthier person. We might become a, a smarter person. I don't know if I could become any smarter. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding with you. But it doesn't matter because we have to be disciplined with all these goals that we set. And we can read so many self-help books. But they're not going to make us new. The truth is that you and I don't have any power to change ourselves into this new person on our own. And we can't bring about any lasting transformation. But the great news is the gospel can. The gospel can transform us. And you've got to remember, at the cross, Jesus did something for, for you and for me that we couldn't do for ourselves. Through his death and resurrection, he provided a way for us to be new people, not in terms of when you get the next iPhone that comes out, that upgrade that you get, or that new, that new Mac that comes out, you get that as well, or nothing like that. It, it's, it's a better version of ourselves, but it's in a sense in the fundamental ways that have taken place through us. And the way, it, the way it takes a place through us is through the inside, and it works, our way, it works its way through the outside. And so what if one word, what if you took that one word, and it would line up with God's hopes and dreams for you? And then also, as it lines up with God's hopes and dreams for you, that it would change your life, but it would also change the lives of everybody around you. Imagine what would happen in your life if that took place, if that transformation took place. And so as we start this new year, what if our one big focus or our one goal or our one word would be like this sentence read? And, and listen to the words in this sentence, and you're going to see these, you're going to see a couple of words that you go, that might be my one word that I'll use for 2021. Look what it says. It says, live like the new person, new person God created you to be. There's two words there, new and created. And so the passage uh, that we're going to look at together talks about this idea, and it tells us what it means that God made us new, and he gives us a picture of what could happen if we live that way, through God. And so if you've got your Bible, I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians, and this book or this letter was written by the Apostle Paul. And so Paul is encouraging everybody uh, with encouragement, and he's challenging them. All died, 
to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. And at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. That means that everyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. Lord, now help me to use your word. Help me to communicate your word, Lord. Give me the words to say this morning. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. You guys can have a seat. And so this passage reminds us of who we are, and this passage tells us that those who are followers of Jesus Christ, is you can already put your trust in Him, that you've already been made new. And so there's three points that I want to talk about this morning through this scripture that we're going to look at. And the first point is, you, be, you can become a new person. And that's exactly what it says in verse 17. It says, anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. That means that something has fundamentally changed in their identity at the core of who you are. And while your physical appearance hasn't changed, the physical appearance hasn't changed, you are no longer the same person. And Paul says it like this at the very end of that, of that verse. He says, the old life is gone and the new life has begun. And we just got out of the Christmas season and we've all watched all the Christmas movies. And if you've, if you've seen the movie Grinch, you know that he's a bad person at the beginning. He takes all the presents. And then something changes him to be this new person where he gives back all these Christmas presents. And then another movie, A Christmas Carol, where Ebenezer Scrooge is the same way. He's a bad person. And then all of a sudden, he is transformed into this new person. And so they begin, the Grinch and Ebenezer begin to treat people differently. And so when a person puts their trust in Jesus and they begin to follow him, they become this new person. And so it's a change on the inside that begins to affect the way they live on the outside. And so for some of us, we've got to be reminded of that truth. Some of us have forgotten who we are, so we begin to live like someone who we're not. And, and, and we live that way. But listen to what Paul says in his letter to the Colossians in, in Colossians 3, verses 9 and 10. It says, do not lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds, but put on your new nature as, and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and be, become like him. This is saying that the reason that we shouldn't lie is not because we might get caught. It's just saying that we're not like that anymore. And the same truth for us is that we have to put our trust in Jesus Christ because our identity has changed and we're going to go back to that verse. The old is gone and the new has come. And so what would happen in 2021 if we embrace that truth? What would happen if we begin to live like the person God created us to be? If that old life is gone and the new has become, what would 2021 look like for us? For some of us, that's really hard for us to see today because we bought into saying that we really haven't changed. We really haven't changed. And for some of us, we, we believe that, that we're still worthless and we're still hopeless and we're still helpless. 
and, and we're living by our past mistakes and our past problems that we have and our current addictions and everything that's going around us that we've got to remember that Jesus has made us new. That we no longer stand condemned. That He has made us new. And in Romans 8, in verses 1 and 2, it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So church, we are no longer liars. We are no longer cheaters. We are no longer victims. We are no longer addicts. This is not our identity anymore. You're a new person. So begin to live like a new person like Jesus has told us. The old is gone and the new has come. That's how we have to live. Point number two that I want to make is you develop a new perspective. You develop a new perspective. So in addition to becoming a new, per, a new person, you will begin to develop this new perspective. Look back at verse 16 in our main passage, and it says, Paul said that he had stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Another way of saying that, his perspective has changed. He stopped looking at people through a lens of, of race, and Paul began not looking at people in terms of Jews and Gentiles, but rather than he started to look at them through their relationship with God. And the same thing happens to us when we're made new. God begins to change our perspective. We no longer see the same that we did before, and over time, it, it changes, and our relationship changes, our values change, our morals change, and we begin to spend more time and what's important to us. And we begin to see our life through a new lens and a new perspective. There's a great video out on social media, and it's on, I think if you can Google it. But there's a gentleman that is colorblind. And for those that are colorblind, you know that it's difficult to see different colors. And so he gets these glasses that changes his perspective. When he puts the glasses on, he begins to see colors that he has never seen before. And it changes his perspective. And, and, it, and immediately when he puts those glasses on, he sees colors that he hadn't seen in years. And he becomes overjoyed and, and tears fall from his eyes because it changed his perspective on what colors look like. And so when a person begins to follow Jesus, God starts to change their perspective and they see life through this new lens. And so for some of us, this process starts slow. And for others, it can happen a lot quicker. And so the rate of change, the way the rate of change happens is it depends on your walk with Jesus. It depends on how much you get into His Word. It depends on how much you're praying that you become closer to Him. The more you get into His Word, the closer you become to Him. The more you talk to Jesus the more intimate it gets with Him. And the more you do that with God, your perspective changes and you start to align with Him more and more. And that's exactly what Paul did. We all know what Paul did. He used to persecute Christians. And listen to what he said in Philippians 3, in verses 7 and 8. He said, I once thought these things were valuable, but now... I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, 
Everything else is worthless when compared with this infinite value of knowing Christ. Jesus, my Lord, for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. For Paul, he was never the same when he met Jesus. He was a new person. He had a new perspective. And God has been doing the same thing with Paul as he's been doing with us now. He's making us a new person. He's changing our perspective is what he's doing. The third point that I want to make is you were given a new purpose. Look back in verse 15 in our main, in our main passage here, and it says that Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. And that's our new mission. It is, it is not just about our needs and wants. It's about that we have a purpose in life through Jesus. That we live for Him. Through all that we're going on, we focus on Him. We don't focus on our bank account. We don't focus on anything else but Him. And we rely on Him and His purpose that He has for our life. John Newton was a British slave trader in the 18th century. And at his conversion to Christ, he became a new person with a new perspective. And and God began to change him from the inside out. And he gave him this new purpose in life. And instead instead of John trading slaves, what he began to do is he began to work to abolish slavery. And then he wrote one of the most famous songs of all time. He wrote Amazing Grace. And God changed him from the inside to out. And you see, God loves to take old things and make them new. And part of being made new means that we have a new perspective, but we also have this new purpose. And look what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10. He says, For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew. In Christ Jesus, so that we could do good things He planned for us long ago. You see, God created you to fulfill God's purpose through our lives. God takes our broken pieces that we have and makes them masterpieces for Him. He takes our broken pieces and He makes His masterpiece with us. And so, as you begin this new year, what new purpose or mission? does God have in your life? Maybe it's coming to church on a regular basis. Maybe it's signing up and joining a life group in 2021. Maybe it's you start reading your Bible every day and maybe you memorize verses of Scripture. Or maybe through this whole oikos thing that we do is maybe... There's somebody in your sphere of influence that God wants you to to pray for, to minister to, to share the gospel with. Maybe even invite them. Or maybe God is calling you to lead a Bible study, not on a Sunday morning, not on a Wednesday night, but off campus. Maybe on a Monday night, maybe on a Tuesday afternoon, maybe on a Friday morning. 
Maybe God is calling you to lead a men's ministry. Maybe God is calling you to lead a women's ministry. Maybe God is calling you to lead with stay-at-home moms that you get together and you get into God's word. But God has something big for us in 2021. And as we wrap up our time this morning, what is God calling you to do? And how does he want you to respond? Maybe he wants you to enlarge your view of this goal or this one word to line up with something bigger that he has in store for you. Because remember what God says if you are already a follower of Jesus Christ. That God has made you new. You're this new person. And this new person is developing a new perspective and you're given this new purpose. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. That you can become this new person. And so I'm not going to tell you what my word is for 2021. I already have it. And if you're thinking about doing this practice, is I would suggest that you pray. And I start praying in October for this new word. And every time that I start praying, a couple of months later, all of a sudden this word just pops up that God is telling me. And when this word pops up, all these thoughts and everything just start hitting my brain. And that's crazy when all these thoughts hit my brain. But when they start hitting, I know what God is telling me to do. And so the challenge that I give you guys this morning is live like the new person God created you to be. Two words there, new and created. I've given you two words. Maybe that's the two words that you might need to pick one of those. But I've given you several, several other words. But what would it look like if you were made this new person that God wants you to be and you lived with a new perspective and you lived with a new purpose in your life? And we moved forward in 2021 and we forgot about 2020 and we kicked it to the curb and then we kicked it twice and then tried to get back up and we kicked it again. And we didn't worry about it anymore. And we focused on 2021 and who God is and our purpose that he has for us in our life. Let's pray. Father, we know that you have big plans for us, Lord. And Lord, we know that all we have to do is we have to seek you and follow you. Because, followers, because we are followers of Jesus Christ, Lord. And you've made us new. And you've given us a purpose. And you give us a perspective on our life, Lord. And all we need to do is follow your lead, Lord. All we have to do is we have to just surrender to that, Lord. And let that help us, guide us. That as we seek you in all that we do, that you would change us and mold us into who you want us to be. And Lord, we know we're going to have struggles. But we also know that you're in ultimate control of what happens to us, Lord. Because through all those tests that we go through becomes a testimony of our faith to you.
and what you mean to us. And so, Lord, help us as we prepare for 2021 that we would seek you and that you would guide us in all that we do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.